everyone. This is Sasha Stone with AwardsDaily.com. And Jeffrey Wells of Hollywood Elsewhere in Wilson, Connecticut on Oscar nomination announcement morning. Mm-hmm. So, and your basic reaction, as you conveyed to me uh, a little while ago, is uh, this is not really uh, a collection of nominations that average folks are going to relate to. Once again, it's for a narrow, very narrow industry crowd. Right. And it's, it's not really resonating, except in some instances. But um, we could start with the snubs or start with the categories and just go down, you know, whatever you feel like doing. Um, mm. I could I could mention um, I think that the, the biggest shocker for me initially. It was Coleman Domingo, who uh, for his performance in Rustin, lead performance, he was nominated for Best Actor in a Leading Role. And I have to, uh, you know, with respect, I mean, it's not a bad performance at all, but nobody that I knew, this is going back to Telluride when it was first screened, uh, nobody that I knew or heard from since was really all that excited about it. Uh, it was just, okay. He, I, you know, it's it's a community of people that wanted to go for actors. Of color. I don't know what what happened, but he good for him. You know, he's nominated. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, along yeah. with and Jeffrey Wright totally deserves it. And I have no issue at all. He was completely loved him from. But I don't know. I don't know what the Coleman Domingo thing came from. You know, any theories or, uh, you know, I mean, sag after all, that's mm-hmm. the big body. Right. So. Well, I think that if you are somebody who doesn't isn't plugged into the Oscar game like I am, it might be surprising to you. But for me, it, he had a SAG nomination. Everybody, you know, he's got a Golden Globe nomination, a Critics' Choice nomination. You know, he was headed in, so um, it didn't seem surprising to me. But why would he be nominated by anybody in the first place? He's fine. Uh, you know, the performance is, you know, I guess it's imbued with a certain spirit. Uh, uh, but I don't I don't see the leap out. I don't see the standout. It doesn't like, oh, wow, you know, there's no levitational. It's just it's good enough. So mm-hmm. he was nominated um, so you're because... Saying you're, you're saying it's not surprising. You're just saying you didn't think he deserved to get a nomination. Well, shouldn't that be at least part of it? You know, people saying, wow, I really, really liked him. He was really, that really did something to me. It wasn't just a good performance. It was an exceptional performance. Isn't that part of the, I know it's all mostly politics, but shouldn't the performance be exceptional in and of itself? Isn't that fair? You you always like think, you seem to, every time we talk about this, you always say, no, it has nothing to do with merit at all. You know, okay, well, I think it should. I think most people. When well, you're talking- I mean, I didn't think it was a very good movie, frankly. And no. uh, but it was interesting that, you know, the movies that Obama pushed, nobody's going to be talking about this in the media on the left anyway. And nobody cares enough on the right to talk about it. But mm. the movies that Obama's production company backed got one nomination and that was it. Right. That it got a best song for American Symphony, but American Symphony was shut out of the documentary categories, and it was the front runner to win. So that was pretty shocking. And, and you, you didn't happen to see American Symphony, did you? This is a, from the um, higher ground production company that Michelle and Barack are the heads of, right? I did not see it. No, I haven't okay. seen it. Nor did I. Okay. No, but I know that it's you know it was considered a very strong contender for. Right. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah, so my first yeah, go ahead. My first thought was 
and I'm about to write about this actually, um, is that it's time for the Academy to go back to five best picture nominations. They don't need 10 anymore, especially if they're going to be pulling from the foreign language category, the international feature category, because now they have an international feature category. They don't need it. They either need an international feature category and a best picture category, or they need a best picture category and take out the international feature. There's no point in having it, especially if zone of interest gets into both just take it out or bring you know you could have five best pictures and five international features and that way you could make up a category of 10 but are we sure by the way the producer is listed on deadline anyway as the senior producer is james wilson i don't know who he is but is he based in england is this is primarily a british film it's regarding well, all film, I, i'm right? just telling you that they submitted it as their international feature which is is cheating yeah. because if it's not an international feature then why is it getting in and and knocking out another movie that's very good mm. so you know if the the rules should be if you get into the national international feature category you're you automatically get taken out of best pick or you know uh you know if you're in best picture you're automatically taken out of international feature because it isn't really fair to take a spot of somebody else if you're already right. getting a best picture nomination you should decide which one do i want more right. right and and the the snobs in film twitter would would rail against that of course because that's mm. like people they're all happy today the justin changs of the world like it's delighted they're, they're in euphoria because they two of the can movies got in you know and 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 all these like the, like to them this is heaven and paradise but to everybody else, it's irrelevant. Nobody right. cares. Well, um, how about another snub? Um, can you explain? Let's just get right into the director thing. The snubbing, the best director snubbing of, I think, uh, Greta Gerwig, who absolutely deserves, and I don't know about winning, but she certainly deserved a nomination for the seismic absolutely. effect of Barbie, you know, last summer. And the, not to mention the, you know, the novelty and the wit and the general flair and the color of it. I mean, there's nobody that would diminish or dispute that it's a very significant accomplishment on her part. And yeah, yet she got blown off. Very, very annoying and depressing that that happened. And but what it might indirectly do is it might end up having her win the screenplay award. Isn't she and uh, uh, she and her husband uh, Noah are nominated, uh, co-nominated, right? In that yeah, category? and so I think yeah. they'll end up giving it to her as a way to compensate for the fact that she was left off the director's list, and uh, that means American Fiction won't win, probably, and Oppenheimer won't win. Maybe, mm. maybe not. I don't know these people anymore, these voters. Like, I don't know them anymore. Like, they, they seem to be living in a different world than, than the Academy used to live in, you know. Well, there I will used say to this be... About, Go ahead. I will say this in general about the Oscars, is that I, I've never seen so much coverage online for the Oscars and so little interest outside of the bubble of the Internet right. for the Oscars. The only people, the, mo the people who are most interested in this are international people. Like, it's sort of the, you know, Michael Jackson wasn't popular in America, but now he's popular internationally, you know. Like, I feel like, you know, the only people that are getting a lot of attention for their Oscar coverage are people who are criticizing the Oscars, calling them terrible. And they, they'll get a lot of hits. Because basically what you have is a situation where Hollywood has decided, like one of these guys on film Twitter, he bragged about the fact that, well, it was Alex, Alex Billington, 
bragged about the fact that all the movies that are in the best picture race came from film festivals. And I thought, yeah, exactly. They have a direct line from film festivals to the Oscars and the public doesn't even matter. The audiences don't. And he said, well, no, they're all making money. I said, no, they're not. No, they're not. Oppenheimer and Barbie, yes, that's it. The Boys in the Boat has made more than the majority of the best picture contenders. We can go through them. Let's go through them and, and I'll tell you how much money each of them has made. We, you and I talked about this this morning. Mm -hmm. And of course, our conversations are always much more free-flowing when, <laughs> when the microphone's not on, um, right? Because, yeah. you know, we're not worried about anything. Um, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely worried about damaging the enormous flow of ad dollars coming into Hollywood elsewhere. So I better be careful. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, we'll get to your pet pet subject in a minute but let's just go to um american fiction you're saying that no okay so let me give you let me give you the the, the totals okay american fiction seven million right i mean, well how much is boys in the boat made by the way boys in the boat has made 43 million oh, like, i didn't way realize more. that i didn't yeah. know that you know why I paid attention yeah because it's because it's a nice little movie and it, it's pretty no. good no, no, because they advertised it in conservative circles. And that's shocking because no, like you saw with Sound of Freedom, it did yeah. so well because the conservatives are basically have been abandoned by Hollywood completely. Yeah. So when there's a movie that they know isn't going to be woke and that's something that they're going to be interested in, mm -hmm. they'll go see it. I, I happen to be listening to a podcast by this conservative guy named Victor Davis Hanson. Mm -hmm. And there was an ad for the boys in the boat on it. I almost fell off my chair. I was like, holy crap. Wow. And so I'm not surprised it's making money. If you t if you build it, they will come. If you tell them there's a a, a good movie out there, um, Color Purple well, made the, 59. Well, though. The reason it's considered not woke and it's good for conservatives is because it doesn't have any people of color in it. It's all white guys back in the 1930s. That's not why. You're not going to go and do that, are you? You're not going to say. I'm just saying it's obviously that's a factor. You know, you know. No, uh, it isn't. You're, you're wrong about that. No, I think it's it's disgusting for people to call conservatives racist. And, and that's just that's our, our new communist. You're a communist. It's bullshit. The reason that they like the movie is because they know it's a good story and it's about kicking Hitler's ass in Germany, a World War II subject that a lot of people are interested in. They mm. don't care if it has people of color in it, if it's a good movie, they'll go see it. But you know, and I know what that usually means is that it's some like you know, woke thing. And yeah. and that's what most of the movies are now. Well, it's a very right. elegant little film. And I and I really thought it was quite good and easily George Clooney's best film since Good Night and Good Luck. So I, I really wanted to say that. Yeah. You know? So American fiction, 8 million. Poor Things, 20 million. The Zone of Interest, 1 million. Um, that's not, not going to go much farther than that, I think. Zone yeah, of Interest well, still stay pretty low. So. Now that it has nominations, it might get up to say twenty million, maybe, maybe thirty million, something like that. So it is, it is a, of interest to this tiny little okay. niche that that right. the film industry has become. But boy, compare that to the years of like The Godfather. Yeah. Um, right. And then we have The Holdovers, eighteen million. Mm -hmm. Um, Anatomy of a Fall, three million, almost three million. Um. Right. These okay. are like yeah. movies that do not matter. Right. This is why movie theaters are dying. They're just never coming back because this industry doesn't care about preserving them. It does they not. They don't care. You're right. No, they don't care. So um, 
I'm going to get through all the 10 here so we can see how. We have to acknowledge that Killers of the Flower Moon, which is not my favorite film of the year, has done decent, fairly decently, hasn't it? 67 million domestic. I'm reading only domestic box office. I'm not reading international. So Killers of the Flower Moon, 67 million. Yes, for a movie that is on streaming. And three um, hours plus. And three hours. That's that's really good. I mean, that you have to say that's impressive. Yeah. Um, let's see. What do we have? What Oppenheimer, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I need three three more of the best picture contenders. Past um, lives, four things, zone of interest. Barbie yeah. Barbie's at the top with six hundred thirty six million, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Oppenheimer with behind with three twenty six. Um what else am I missing here? Uh, past lives. What did that make? Let's see. Past lives made. Um, maybe I have the whole list here. Uh, past lives. Here we go. It made ten million. Okay. Let's so, get around for when did it come out commercially? I can't remember. Last summer. In June. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I'm missing one more. Uh, oh. oh, oh. Uh, Again, Zone of Interest, Poor Things, Fast Lives, Oppenheimer, Maestro, Killers of the Flower Moon. Maestro, Maestro. But okay. Maestro doesn't count because Maestro didn't really go into the movies. Yeah. So. It was just barely in theaters for just a bit and then right into streaming. So. Yeah, it doesn't even have box office on here. So, right. mm-hmm. you know, it's it's not. I'm just gonna put NA because that doesn't. Um... Was I surprised? Were you surprised? More to the point uh, about Maestro getting seven Oscar nominations, which is pretty impressive for a movie that I thought, or at least I've been getting the impression that a lot of people are, have a bug up their ass about it. They don't like it, and it's been kind of attacked here and there, and, and people don't like that it didn't focus very much on his music, and you know everybody loves and respects Carrie Mulligan's performance, but. I don't know. I didn't know where it was going to go. You know, there was the whole and seven is pretty impressive, I think, including makeup. You know, the yeah. cute, the, the 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 prosthetic nose that that totally was not a problem, obviously. So that was pretty good for them. Well, the. Um, um, the. Uh, Netflix does a really good job of marketing. Mm-hmm. And they they knew how to market that thing to people to bypass all the online chatter. Mm-hmm. So the bad buzz that Maestro was getting wasn't a fast enough wave to catch it and take it down. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, they're good marketers. They're very good marketers and good for Bradley Cooper. You know, he got a screenplay nomination. Um, he yeah. didn't get a director, but he still got a screenplay. That's pretty mm-hmm. good. Um, now, do you, now, for some bizarre reason, in a deadline piece about snubs, they're mentioning Saltburn, that, and and I don't know why anybody would even fleetingly think of that film as being potential Oscar material. But you know, apparently, you know, BAFTA and Golden Globes noms, but uh, it was just completely ignored. I think appropriately. So. Yeah, that's an example of literally having nothing else to write about. Yeah. I don't yeah. think there's anyone out there who thought that Saltburn was getting in. Mm-hmm. They were hoping it got in, but no no smart person that knows the Oscar race was. Mm-hmm. Now, let, let me talk about a few movies that could have gotten in, but didn't, that did make some decent money at the box office that they just completely ignored. I, I say they, I mean we. Those mm-hmm. of us in the 
Oscar coverage business did ignore some movies. Um, mm. I'm trying to think like I have like Avatar made money that year, but Avatar was a, a year before movies. So Sound of Freedom made 184 million that it wasn't even in consideration because of the two Americas. But that's a pretty significant thing. Well, that they, it, can I say something? I was really loving that I that film and I love what was happening. And I was so surprised when I went to see it kind of late in the game. I mean, not early for sure. And then I was just amazed when I w- w- walked into a theater and I bought a ticket and the place was almost completely sold out. Almost everything was taken. And it I is said, oh, a very, very weird thing. Yeah, it's a very weird thing that, that people on the left and Hollywood, because of their marriage to the Democratic Party and their allegiance to uh, Barack Obama, they mm-hmm. would not. They would shun it. They attacked it like it was an invader. Right. And stamped it out and and that's what they're doing to the american people now they wonder why people aren't showing up at the movies there you go so here's let me some just, other let me ones just say, say one thing quickly though As, and i was totally into the whole thing of, of of sound of freedom and then they destroyed it they detonated it they 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 blew a grenade in the middle by inviting a certain political candidate to see it at the Bedminster yeah. Golf Club. And that was it. I said, fuck those I guys. will do you the um, favor of skipping over this and moving on to the next subject okay. because Fine. I can't think of anything they, more sad and obvious. They destroyed it by doing that. They destroyed it. Yeah, they destroyed it. Right, right. In they Utopia, friend. They associated Utopia. There you go. Utopia. I really hate this, Jeff. Please don't, don't show me and illustrate how disgusting the left is with this conversation. Please just don't. There, we can move on. All right, so uh, the boys in the boat made, you know, 50-something million air. Wait, it you didn't said 40-something before. Is it 40-something or 50-something? Yeah. Well, I'm on the... I'm I mean, it's, two, it's done pretty well, obviously, but I didn't... Well, it, I, I am in 2023 to try to see what made the most money in 2023, but it's made... Yes, you're right. I'm sorry. 43 million, but still, right. it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and air made 52 million air, you know, like in the old days, that wouldn't have been a lot of money. But compared to what we're looking at now, that's a lot of money. I mean, I think the Academy should have a separate category f- for films that aren't big movies that are little movies that make a certain amount of money. And then they, you know, because this is ridiculous that the, they don't even care about the box office anymore to me. Like that's uh, Saltburn only made 11 million, 11 mm. million. Well, you remember that little movement that was uh, maybe, what, 10, 12 years ago, in which the idea was there should be a category for an Oscar category for uh, movies that have sold a certain number of tickets uh, in in a big way. You know, in other words, the big movies have a certain thing, but then the movies that have not sold tons of tickets, maybe, I don't know what the what the metric was, but there should be a separate category for you know, smallish movies that are not big stars, not big effects, not big budgets. You know, yeah. and they and and Chris Tapley and they all shut that down. I know they did. Yeah. I know they did. But here's the thing: they don't care. Like that's the part of it that is hard for me to grapple with. Hmm. Is they're watching it die and they don't care. That's yeah. the part that's hard for me. They don't care because the you know the film critics, the David Ehrlichs. Uh, and even people like David Poland, who continually apologize for the industry and never talk about what's really happening. Yeah, um, pretty appalling. He's al- always he's, in denial. There, 
He used to be the tough guy. No longer. That's for sure. No, he won't touch it. He has to be Rabbi Dave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the old school kicking it but see they don't care they don't want to save hollywood they don't want to save the oscars what they're going to do is eventually limp along and get themselves into a nice deal on netflix and mm. that'll be their final resting place and it'll be over <laughs> all right <laughs> so any other surprises so I, in, uh, where, where are we going now we've all we've gone over the best picture categories and all right let's let's just do greta gerwig for a minute all right uh, i find it you know, I, I don't the I don't snubbing know. of Greta Gerwig in the best director. Being, Just be yeah, and I I was talking about that early on. You and I talked about that. I said there's a pretty good chance she's going to get left off because they don't usually like to award a blockbuster movie in that category. Mm-hmm. But I was not looking forward to the wave of outrage that would follow. Like, that's the part of it that I would prefer to skip over. But it's hard to skip over when something so horrifying has been done. Mm-hmm. Um, The fact that. To me, she deserved a director nomination just for the Ken dance alone. That <laughs> was it. It was so brilliant and it was so creative and imaginative, this movie. Mm-hmm. Ten times better than Anatomy of a Fall. Like, they're not even on the same planet. Anatomy I of a Fall. I completely agree with like, that. Anatomy of a Fall is basically an after school special or a TV movie with a really great performance at its center. That's it. It's, it's a witch burning, it's a movie about feminism, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But it is not director worthy if you're going to cut out Greta Gerwig. No way in hell. And um, Jonathan Glazer, you know, Zone of Interest. Zone of Interest is an interesting movie, but to me it's like a 20-minute short. You know, like it would have been fine. You could say it all in 20 minutes. You didn't need a whole movie to say all that. That's completely correct also. I agree with that. Uh, It's a one-trick pony movie. Don't show it. Imply it. Make it chilling by implication. That's it. It's one trick. And it's done Perfect. over and over and over again. So. Perfectly summed up. You got it exactly right. That's a beautiful paragraph right there, how you put it. And you probably mm. won't remember it to write it down, but that's, that's <laughs> exactly. I wrote it this morning. Um, that's why, um, I mean, I said that one trick pony. Um, yeah. And so for some reason, you know, Napoleon didn't get in. It made 61 million. I haven't seen it. I hear it's terrible. So, um, it's, but, it's you know. It's really pretty, pretty annoying, pretty unsatisfying film, Napoleon. Although, it? you know, it's funny, I like to say, I wonder what happened to the much longer version that they said they were going to stream. I thought that would be happening by now. I'd, I'd watch it just to see how, where it went. But yeah. Anyway. Well, um, anyway, so this, not, nothing about this year says that they should go back to five. Like, I, I can, you can feel what are the five strongest films of the year, right? It's Oppenheimer, mm-hmm. Killers of the Flower Moon, Barbie. The Holdovers, and American Fiction. Those are mm-hmm. the five films that would be best picture of the year. Yeah. Right. And the rest of them could go into international feature mm-hmm. or something else. I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like the Oscars, if they wanted to build up their brand, that's what they would do. They'd make it five and they would have be big movies that would make a lot of money from the Oscars. People would all every almost people would have seen all five movies. You know, um, but you said. We both said this is, uh, I mean, the idea of five would be, I think, excellent, but it goes completely against the whole thing, which is basically uh, diversity, equity and inclusion. And that means we got to have more slots for more films. So we include this person, include that, yeah. you know, that well, tribe that, that, and that all the rest the of case it. with anatomy of a fall or zone of interest. Both of those are all filled with a white cast, mostly. Yeah. 
you know, they have here and there, there are people of color pop up now and again, but for the most part, it's, it's not, they, 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 they shunned color purple. They shunned origin, mm-hmm. you know, movies with all black casts or there isn't one this year. There isn't a movie with an all black American fiction, I guess you could say is. Yeah. That's a pretty much uh, an all black cast, except for the book agent. Uh, yeah, I, I just I really feel strongly and I know I understand that I'm starting to sound like the Bill O'Reilly of the Oscar game. Like, mm-hmm. you know, my heyday was a long time ago. I'm talking about things nobody cares about. I'm yelling at clouds. I'm mad. You know, they're all fine with it. All these film Twitter people, they're fine with how things are. They like their little bubble. Their little. I even saw yeah. like one film critic that I know who shall remain nameless bragging about how great it was to be an elite and how there's no problem with that and that we like it this way. This is our Bradley, world. How it was to be what? Elite. Elite. Like, oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and I don't agree with that because I only got into this game because it was exciting and competitive, right. and that was because movies like Gladiator, Aaron Brockovich, Traffic, uh, were in the Oscar race. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. These were movies that had to get close to fifty to a hundred million dollars at the box office, and I mean, they the, were exciting. Uh, you know, there was a wonderful surge of there was an emotional surge that we both used to get. And I'm talking about going all the way back to the 70s, 80s. I used to get very emotionally caught up in the whole thing. And I, and it, I wasn't, some, you know, hardcore professional living in this industry at the time. I was just a movie lover. And I used to love it, love that whole feeling. And I would look so same. much forward to that feeling. And that com- almost, almost completely is gone. It's, it's just same not- for me. Like, this is the first morning I've woken up where I wasn't nervous because I didn't care. Yeah. And the reason I didn't care is because these aren't the Academy Awards. These are the film Twitter awards. Yeah. And they they are such a such a small group of people whose tastes are so insular mm-hmm. and who cares? You know, like who cares? I see them bragging about how great it all is. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. You know, step back a little bit and remember the old days. Right. Yeah. Remember 1972 when it was like the Godfather was the movie. Mm-hmm. The Godfather. The Godfather has a made a mark in American history. Nobody's yeah. going to remember any of these movies except maybe Barbie and Oppenheimer. That's it. Yeah. Right. You know, none of these movies, people, you could, if you walked up to any person on the street and said, what won Best Picture last year or the year before or the year before? And if you said Nomad Land, they'd look at you like you were insane. <laughs> right. Like, what's that? Like, they have no idea what that is. Coda, what's that? You know, everything um, everywhere, all at once. What's that? Well, I think I think a lot, a fair amount of people saw that, though. I have to. Well, it was a, it was a yeah, it was a Gen Z thing, you know, yeah. and so the Gen Zers, that was their that, that was the thing they were excited about. But look, Greta Gerwig is a Gen Z. This is their first Oscar lesson for young people who are interested. They're going to go, oh, my God, they shut out Greta Gerwig. They're going to notice that. Like I noticed things like Martin Scorsese not winning an Oscar when I was younger. But mm-hmm. the point is, is I used to care. I used to think it mattered. I don't think it matters anymore who wins. Mm-hmm. I really don't. It's so self-serving. Right. It's so insular. It's so up its own ass. Yeah. But like there is no effect from winning an Oscar, you know, none. That's true. So we didn't see, uh, there was nothing, of course, for origin. I don't think anybody thought that was even remotely possible. I did not ever believe that Andrew Scott, the uh, excellent actor in All of Us Strangers, 
I, I never thought that was going to be happening for him. Uh, but I think he got a fair amount of attention and, uh, you know, over the last several weeks. So that's that's a good thing for him career wise. Mm-hmm. Um, um, uh, I don't think that uh, see the big surprises, at least according to deadline, of course, and that Benning, you know who I just I, I was talking to a guy this morning. He said, you know, what's going to happen if you look at because Janet, I mean, um, Jodie Foster is also is nominated for Best Supporting Actress. I think that Annette Benning could, is, could sneak uh, sneak out and take it you know, because she hasn't done anything uh what won anything ever and she's been in a lot of good films over many many years and warren Beatty's probably calling everybody he knows and peeps some he don't and that he doesn't you know and, what i think um, you're hey, right actually i think that's a good you know what that is jeff that's the paul giamatti argument for her winning that's like lily gladstone and emma stone sort of canceling out the vote like killian murphy and bradley cooper okay. and then you have annette benning taking it for the same reasons that um Paul Giamatti's taking it for nostalgia's sake. She's never won. Mm-hmm. Um, and and people wouldn't be mad if she won. They wouldn't say, oh, a white actress beat yeah. Lily I Gladstone. I really thought, I thought she was quite quite good. Excellent, actually, in that film. She really, really let it hang out. She was all kinds of angry and intense and fierce and crazy. She was pretty good. I really have to give she, it. She could, you know. she could pull through a win. She really could if... If Emma Stone and Lily Gladstone split the vote, she absolutely could. And she can win the SAG. Mm-hmm. She The last time she won the SAG was for American Beauty, but she didn't end up winning the Oscar that year. I think Jodie Foster won for, oh no, it was, uh, no, she won the SAG for Bugsy, I think. Okay. I think, uh, I don't have my charts in front of me. Mm. I don't have so my charts what is in front the, of me. What are the SAG awards, by the way? Just, um, you, you know, off the top of your head? How, how soon uh, yeah, let me look at the awards calendar here um, to see what's coming up next. A couple uh, of weeks. 